Coming at you live from the Red City, it is Radio Throne. I'm Matt. And I don't listen to nearly enough podcasts to have a witty person to say, so I'm Sophie from Radio Throne, and this is a Kill Six Billion Demons podcast. Matt, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about uh, Zoss, and specifically the things that he says and all of his appearances throughout the, the the series so far, and what what he kind of means as a character. That's a little bit Char- more complex than it should seem <laughs> at first. Yeah, uh, just given that Zoss isn't really doesn't really have any agency within the the like pages that we see themselves within like the present timeline that we get except for Mm -hmm. maybe the first couple of pages and he also loves to speak in riddles when he does yeah i think like what we've said before like uh at least once in every book zoss will show up and then say uh the wheel the sword violence Mm -hmm. and then disappear um but he is still very interesting, and um, we thought it would be worth it to do an episode on him because he is one of, a very influential character in heavy quotations mm-hmm. um, in the Kill Six Billion Demons universe. Definitely, especially going into book five, which I expect we'll get to within the next couple of months. Um, there are a lot of loose threads that Zoss is kind of that his presence and his existence and what powers he has and stuff has uh, set into motion that need to be wrapped up in book five. And mm-hmm. I think going into that with a better understanding of what he means when he says the wheel and the ruling king and the conquering king uh, and Alice and shit like that is uh a worthwhile pursuit Mm -hmm. so before we actually get into it uh in case if you haven't listened to all of our episodes or need a refresher on zoss or some combination of the two we're gonna go briefly into uh who zoss is what he's done in the books uh and what he means uh, by, like, certain terms, or at least what we think he means by certain terms, as well as, like, what his actual powers are and how they've shaped the narrative so far. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because, I don't know, Zoss starts off, you know, gives as a very mysterious figure, and then eventually we learn... um, I think we learn a little bit more about his history as like the conquering king and Mm. um, how after uh, Yisun's suicide and all that, he broke into throne and Mm -hmm. became the first uh, or the conquering king. Um, He by by murdering the angels, right, and torturing the names of of. The, the syllables of royalty out of Metatron. Yes, that is important. <laughs> and that's how um, you get Conquering I would, King. I would say that Zoss is dead with a lowercase d. 
because <laughs> since he's te- he's technically royalty question mark yeah so um, I, I think either the books or the wiki describe him as a student of royalty uh if it's mm-hmm. the wiki then it definitely exists within books as well so um yes what what that actually means is is kind of vague and i do really like the lowercase d dead um because <laughs> uh it, as as we see when we open the book kill six billion demons uh he gets beheaded <laughs> in like page four mm-hmm. first bam zoss dead lowercase d but then we learn about his history and then i think he shows up um in the first or second book anyways yeah um uh zoss is known uh after like during the first golden age of throne after him conquering uh throne and becoming its master uh is known as the ruling king which is means some stuff that i personally didn't find very like um important uh (laughs) to to understanding what's going on like the 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 general bits of what's going on but there's some interesting bits of lore there um Mm -hmm. and at some point he either died or disappeared and uh was not considered one of the victors of the universal war like the other demiurges Mm -hmm. now um sorry go ahead no i was gonna say they definitely still know of him um because they do reference him but uh Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Not among them. Uh, in in one of Zoss's appearances, Incubus says, uh, "Like, what are you doing here? You should you disappeared. You you sh- you're dead." And Zoss is like, mm-hmm. "Doesn't seem to have stopped me." <laughs> Zoss be like, good. "Psych, couldn't kill me." Um, mm. Or maybe maybe you can. Maybe he's like a what is it called? Um, Jedi Force Ghost. Because he doesn't actually do anything. <laughs> he just talks. <laughs> That's definitely one similarity for sure. Um, the the one thing that he does do is very important. He gives Allison the key uh, mm-hmm. instead of Zaid, uh, who the Thorns seem to think, and like everyone seems to think, is, is the heir throne Mm -hmm. yeah and that that choice uh seems to be a big deal given uh what we are going to learn in these passages about the wheel um which is how zoss kind of or it's 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 a complicated subject, uh, and and Sophie, please like jump in if if I'm not doing it justice. But it seems to be how Zoss conceptualizes the uh, the multiverse and space time mm-hmm. in general. I mean, it has to do something with the lore. I could be remembering this incorrectly, but like all of the gods looked out and they formed like all the spokes of the wheel or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so it seems to be both like a religious concept as well as like a physical sort of concept for the universe mm-hmm. as well as sort of a theoretical thing. Also, a wheel is a circle and there is a cycle of violence. Wow. Making connections. Yeah. One um, 
important point about the the wheel being a circle as well is that uh, implied from some things that Juggernaut Star says and that Zoss says in Book Four, uh, Juggernaut Star specifically says. Um, Past and future are one, it matters not. This will happen again, it will happen again forever until the conquering king is satisfied. Um, over and blah, 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 over and over as he spins the wheel and laughs at God, which implies that, and is confirmed by Zoss a little while later, that Zoss is kind of at a level of royalty where he can see and manipulate the timeline of or mm-hmm. like uh his his place within the um time of the universe as a wheel and and can kind of like jump back and forth to different parts or uh like mm-hmm. cycle through it or whatever and that seems to be what he is and has been doing uh, for some purpose that is alluded to by by the different things he says. Mm-hmm. The way I think about time in, or at least the the way Zoss manipulates time in Kill Six Billion Demons is a lot like, I don't know if you've ever watched The Good Place, but um, if Jeremy Baramy makes sense to any like any of you listening or Matt, um, it's just something that I kind of accept because it hurts my head to think about. But also, if he can manipulate his sort of place in the wheel or spin the wheel to his sort of uh, whim, then uh, it would make sense how he could how he could talk to um, Allison despite being dead in quotations. Mm-hmm. Or he's um, just immortal. Yeah. One, I mean, I don't know. I believe, like, not not just by the what the characters say here. Um, like, Incubus says. Uh, you're supposed to be dead, and Zoss says, like, it hasn't stopped me uh, in King of Swords. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, more than that, the the comic is, like, explicit about showing Zoss's fucking head getting cut off his shoulders. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I think lowercase d dead is, is the way to put it. Um, additionally, I believe we... Uh, <laughs> You you've kind of described the uh, the kill six billion demons time shape as uh, like Jeremy Burmy from the Good Place before. Uh, I still mm-hmm. haven't watched that show. Oh my god, you have to watch! It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I'll. I'll it, it's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, the wheel is confusing, and I don't think that watching the Good Place will help. It's just the way that I think about it is mm-hmm. maybe Zoss understands it in a way that I can't understand because I am a mere mortal and he is a student of royalty. That's a that's a good point. Uh, that that I 
that makes a lot more sense to me now. Um, yeah, very cool. Should we jump into his uh, his appearances in the series? Yes. Let's. Every time Zoss shows up, mm-hmm. and his sometimes he's wearing his coconut armor. <laughs> um, it looks so fucking stupid. <laughs> Um, I mean, he, 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 if, if I were the ruling king or conquering king, I think I could wear whatever I want. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, like, uh, I think we might've mentioned this in a previous episode, like maybe the book one recap, but, uh, the fact that he looks so alien at his, during his first appearance, appearance, it's kind of like a, a good, um, and cool surprise when at the end of book one, uh, like he takes off the helmet and that really like Mm -hmm. adds a dramatic moment to the, like Alice, the sovereign kill 6 billion demons, um, Mm -hmm. near the end of that. But right now we are at the beginning of it. Kill 6 billion demons, like page five. Uh, and he is speaking to like, after teleporting into Allison's room, uh, is speaking to Allison and Zaid in, I believe it's called Universal Meta Constant, but we don't. Uh, Allison hasn't eaten the devil, so we don't know what he's saying yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he does say king, and seems to be yes. thinking a little bit. Uh, and then after his head is cut off, of course, he gives the key to Allison by literally putting it in her head, which yes. is um, fun. But that's also a very good page. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the first sort of appearance and then the second appearance um, are interesting in the, like you said, um, the impact in, oh my god, this is a strange person talking in a different language. Um, we're about to be thrown into like a crazy world or situation. But then later when he takes off his helmet, it's like, oh... This is just a guy, but also, based off of previous knowledge, he is not just a guy. Yeah, um, it's it, it's like there's another layer to the um, to to like mm-hmm. the unfamiliarity almost. Like, I don't know what I was expecting, but this isn't what I was expecting. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, speaking of that second appearance, I think. Uh, one of the more interesting pieces of of text he says, this is uh, Kill Six Billion Demons 4-70, is uh, Slay it, Kingling, free us all. You are my redeemer. Um, Mm -hmm. Which, like, I I I haven't really picked up on before, and I think it may have something to do with, like, Zoss being like, like what does he want to be redeemed for right I think mm-hmm. it I, I think it is like uh, breaking into heaven torturing the um, sy- syllables of royalty from Metatron and um, doing what we'll see in book four uh, which is is like forging a prison for the universe mm-hmm 
and... Sort of, like, redeeming his sins, kind of, mm -hmm. to a certain extent. It seems that, I mean, beyond the, uh, beyond what we've already talked about in the past with, like, you know, Zoss wants Allison to, to kill the Demiurges, or maybe, like, he, he wants Allison to, like, fix Throne, but also, like, mm -hmm. as that is some sort of redemption for, like, him having set the, uh, the, the, the world into this state in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's very sort of cryptic in what he says, especially the last line, kill six billion demons, which yeah. we still don't know. I think we can speculate a lot, but I don't know if it'll actually be what it is, you know? Ab absolutely. I, I, I think that... Er, what what do you what what sort of tone do you think this is? What sort of like God, I don't know any grammar, uh, like vocabulary. <laughs> but what is this like a command or is this a title for Allison? Is is this something else? Like, I think what, like sorry, go ahead. I I was just gonna say what sort of sentence is kill six billion demons and why is he saying it. I think, like, the first time I read it, I thought, or I interpreted it as more of a command because he goes, Alice, and then there's a period. Kill six billion demons, period. Which, mm -hmm. like, okay, go kill six billion demons. But as we've learned and talked about, uh, names are very important. Mm -hmm. Um... Is I it think... a name of royalty? Is it a command? Who knows? Okay, Kill Six Billion Demons is seven syllables. So. Maybe. What does um, it all mean? I mean <laughs> probably not. Uh, but because one of the syllables is supposed to be... Like, we, we already know the syllables, and it's like Isatin, Rama, Presh, or something, and one of the syllables you say with, like the the hidden tongue of god or some shit but mm -hmm. um one piece of evidence that i mean just because it's so cryptic like we don't even know like how it's supposed to be said i guess one piece of evidence that it's a like um a command is the alt text on the page where Allison kills Hasthet Ohm says, like, one out of six billion. Uh, can that can be can that be considered canon? Is that a joke? I don't know. But... It's also... It's also mysterious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, also the alt text on the Kill Six Billion Demons page is The Last Argument of Kings. Whatever that means. I feel like I've heard that phrase before. Like, outside of Kill Six Billion Demons. Is that a thing? Like, let me look that up real quick. Google is very powerful, and we love Google. Um, 
everything is so mysterious. And I feel like we're not gonna learn a lot. Um, is Chekhov's gun the right literary device to use here for like setting up something in the very beginning of the book um, mm. to be resolved in what is potentially the last book? Um, and I'm talking about book five. Yeah, I I think so. The like the the actual um, rule I think is something along the lines of if there's a gun above the mantel place in Act One, then it must be fired in Act Three or something like that. I think the actual time mm-hmm. like between setup and payoff is uh, is not necessarily the point, but the point is like. If there is, like, some sort of dramatic uh, setup, um, it shouldn't or can't be ignored. And, like, uh, the other way around is is also true. Like, if there is some... Uh, oh, man, I'm just imagining uh, getting this horribly wrong and our listeners being <laughs> like, you idiot... Um, but if, oh man, the other week I listened to the McElroy brothers try to explain Bitcoin and they were like just far enough off that I was like, you're really trying guys, but it's not, <laughs> no. Um, the, 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 uh, I, I also understand Chekhov's gun is like, if a gun is fired, then the gun should have been foreshadowed in some way like have existed mm-hmm. uh like either explicitly or um indirectly before in the text so yeah I, I think this is an instance of like ooh, we're getting some setup and we are like patiently waiting for it to be paid off i think we're gonna see a lot of guns go off in book five question mark maybe uh, literally yeah depends if modem shows yep. up oh god <laughs> Um, did you, did, um, The Last Argument of Kings come up with anything, or? Oh, it seems to be the name of a book, uh, like, a fantasy book? The third and concluding novel in the First Law Trilogy, and was Joe Abercrombie's third novel, uh, published in March 2008. Um, yeah, so, I must be thinking of something else, or maybe it just, like, popped into my brain through osmosis, because I haven't read this book. Uh, apparently it's a book, <laughs> but... Well, maybe add that to my add that to my reading list. Maybe it's just a phrase or something like that uh, that I've heard before. It, it doesn't seem to be super important from what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So the second time, uh, if you don't mind me jumping ahead a little bit, that... Go for it. Um... Zoss shows up is at the end of book two, right before Allison um, uses the Blade of Want to destroy uh, Hasthet Ohm. And we talked about this a little bit in our book two recap podcast, um, Mm -hmm. where he says, like, are you going to be a peasant or a king or whatever? Um, the, The most important thing that jumps out here to me, or like the first thing that jumped out here to me is that Zoss looks, like, incredibly sharp in these panels. 
Um, <laughs> he looks super good. Uh, his like mustache uh, and like beard combo reminds me a lot of uh, like the sort of uh, like facial hair you see in like uh, Sikh communities um, and. I I don't know. The, just like the bottom a left panel on page uh wielder of names 595 is 5-95, excuse me. Uh is like uh an incredibly good portrait. Mm-hmm. But in in terms of the actual like <laughs> text <laughs> um let, let's see. Uh the the one thing that I I want to mention here is is we talked before about like why is Zoss telling Allison to be a king? Um, like, it's kind of, like, uh, thrown around, like, the word king as, like, an undesirable thing um, mm-hmm. by Medi or, um, like, Prim, I think, at one point. And I, I think in this case, uh, it's less of Zoss being like, ooh, I'm going to groom you to be, like, evil Demiurge and more like, um, are you going to accept the power and responsibility you need to like shape the world and uh, prevent injustice from happening? Which is is less like um, foreboding than it was the last time I looked through this. Mm-hmm. Also, this is a slight tangent um, to my prison theory, but um, mm-hmm. in that panel. Um, Fate is not a cage except for those who fear it, and then he says some stuff. She is not shaped by the world, but instead becomes a shaper, and what we've learned so far from the three demiurges, especially with the most recent page, um, which is where Gaga Gaga is like, the mass remembers, and then Solomon David says, I have learned something. Uh, mm-hmm. All of the demiurges are shaped by the world. Um like Madam is imprisoned by her people and so is in to a certain extent Solomon David and mm-hmm. I do need to do a book three reread with uh Mammon to remember because I don't remember too much about uh him. But slight tangent, that's going on the, the cork board eventually. Mm. <laughs> so I guess all the demiurges or peasants. Yeah, let me. Oh man, I'm I'm taking a closer look at at some of the some of the text here, and I'm I'm trying to think of like what. So while while I was looking at uh, him doing these these title drops. Um, when he refers to in the next time he shows up when he refers to uh like seeking the throne that and uh the book is called seeker of thrones um seems to also be an allusion to how mammon uh like at even at the height of uh his um power in his kingdom is just like a foolish old dragon that doesn't like have a great memory and is is just generally very sad 
Um, and when you're talking about like shaping versus being shaped and like being the wielder of names, um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if like any of this is sort of reflection on modem. And like, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I, I can think of like as direct a line between like the name of the book and the demiurge that the book focuses on as, as I just did with book three, but I definitely, definitely think you're on the, like on the right track are making good points when it comes to, um, like who is shaped by the world in this book? Modem. Mm -hmm. Who is shaping the world or who is about to shape the world? And it's Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel thing, like we I, we have a bunch of. Sorry, go ahead. I just want to mention real quick when he talks about uh, uh, cutting and like cutting yourself into greater forms. Um, mm -hmm. I believe that's a reference to some Morrowind lore, uh, <laughs> which we I, I desperately want to do an episode on because I was going through some Elder Scrolls stuff like a couple weeks ago and I'm like holy shit this guy literally says reach heaven by violence anyway that'll be a future episode <laughs> keep going Sophie future um we discuss all of the connections that we've made um mm -hmm. but I feel like we have a bunch of sort of pins I love this corkboard metaphor pins on this corkboard mm -hmm. and we're sh struggling to or at least I'm struggling to put the string between them, but um, yeah, I agree with the conclusions that you made about like connecting the name of the book to like the demiurge, and mm -hmm. then um, especially with book four, uh, you know, he shows up and he talks about the cycle of violence, um, which is something that Solomon David sort of perpetuates. Yeah, who's who's the biggest king of swords right now? Or, like, five pages ago from where we are right now, which is, like, right after Apotheosis in, in King of Swords. It's mm -hmm. Solomon David. <laughs> Salami like, Dave himself. Yeah, I feel like that one's pretty clear. Anyways, should we move on to the fourth appearance? Yeah, sure. I think this one is very uh, telling in terms of his motivations this is uh, Seeker of Thrones 9-101. Um, mm -hmm. And in this one, Zoss is basically uh, shows up and is like, mm, you're bad now. Mm -hmm. And uh, Allison's like, no, I'm, I'm using my power, right? Isn't this what everyone wanted? Uh, and the important bit I think that Zoss says here is, that's what you think power is, uh... Uh, why did I pronounce it like that? I was, like, halfway between, like, <laughs> A and, like, eh. eh. And I said, uh, <laughs> um, so you seek the throne then. Hmm. I thought this cycle might bear out differently. Um, mm -hmm. And Allison says, I'll seek what I like, and I don't need you or anyone else to help me. And Zaw says, perhaps it was a mistake after all. Uh, given what we know about book four... This makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I when, think we're slowly 
I'm sorry. I think this will be a helpful episode. Anyways, what were you going to say? I, I think just when Zoss says, like, I thought this cycle might bear out differently, um, that mm-hmm. we, we can kind of take that as, okay, Zoss is spinning the wheel and kind of, like, moving things around a little bit, like, experimenting with these different cycles mm-hmm. and seeing, like, if he can get to, like, a good end state, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like, a weird thing to consider, but that, like, th- this uh, panel seems to imply that that's, like, what's going on um, mm-hmm. from his perspective, at least. Yeah, I think that that's definitely the right conclusion. Um, hopefully, we'll find out that we're not uh just saying words um by book five but i remember uh, i don't remember what episode but i think somewhere you said um an important thing for allison and like co and white chain is that they have like a good um support group kind of Mm -hmm. like they have each other yeah yeah and like one of the first things Zas says is, "This is your choice, abandoning your companion to die." Mm-hmm. Um, which again, that's only the first part of like, take care of slaying dragons, Alice, lest ye become one. But um, there's, I think that there's a certain sort of path that he thinks that Allison should take. Um, that's yeah. sort of opposite to the one that Incubus offers or the ones that the demiurges have gone down Mm -hmm. and and definitely right because he's he he's like manipulating this the like this playthrough of the the cycle um trying to like get a positive outcome whatever that means for him i think that's that's still a little unclear at this point Mm -hmm. and And when he sees Allison deviating from that, he's like, oh, shit, like, this isn't, (laughs) maybe this was a bad idea. And I think specifically what he's referring to, like, when he says, like, uh, I thought it would play out differently or, like, um, this cycle was a bad idea is the speculation I've uh, seen. Specifically, uh, I pulled up, something from uh, a user on the discord uh that goes by crockett um is that like this may be the one cycle where he is uh he, he's decided to break jadis's prophecy and mm-hmm. give the key to allison instead of zaid mm-hmm. and that's why he is unfamiliar with her and he says alice instead of allison um mm-hmm. And so, and so that that's might be yeah. like, I'm sorry. No, I just said that's that's interesting, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like, the reason that this might be, like the, or, or th- this whole series might be about the one cycle that, um, Zoss gives the the key to Allison. Uh, mm-hmm. 
which means that like it when we get confirmation or, or I guess uh, a refutation of that um, that could lead to some interesting like feminist reads on the story not that there aren't like isn't room for plenty of interesting feminist reads uh, so far <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do think that one thing that sort of, um, I don't want to say supports that, but sort of could support that is that this page, page's alt text is the final path, Mm -hmm. which is he gives the key to Allison and it works or succeeds or achieves Mm. whatever he hopes for it to achieve. Mm -hmm. Whatever that may be. Yeah, I think we should definitely talk like once once we're done with this, uh, like th- this recap of all the things he says about what he wants. And I think we get mm-hmm. into that, like, like why he's actually doing this. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. uh, that is explained a little bit in this next bit uh, in book four. Yes, his most recent appearance yeah so we have talked about this a little bit before um Mm. and if you've been reading along with kill six billion demons you've seen these pages come out relatively recently if you're listening to this as it comes out but uh king of swords 10 140 and 10-141 zoss basically describes his power of mastery of the wheel to Allison and Incubus when Incubus says your heaven is rotten old man um Mm. and Zoss basically like Zoss explicitly says um I spent all my life mastering the wheel became its lord but like throne constantly moves towards ruin um I thought that I could do this alone. Um, I thought I could try to prevent this fate. Um, but I have built a prison not only for myself, but for the very world in, in doing this. So, and the final revelation is, King of Swords must cast aside his blade and let the burden be taken by another. He that masters the wheel cannot break it. Um, I think uh, we'll have to talk about what this means, but it sounds like what he wants, like what his capital M motivation is is to get someone through like wheel manipulation magic to break the wheel Mm -hmm. what does it mean to break the wheel do you think depending on how you see the wheel I think it could mean different things like the wheel the cycle of violence Mm, Mm -hmm. break that or break like the perpetuating like suffering um oh yeah certainly like at least metaphorically if not like actually literally Mm -hmm. or like literally break the whole thing like whatever that means in context like to physical space Uh uh-huh um but also i don't know maybe we'll we'll have to take another look at the wheel and sort of dive into the context of that because um I think mm-hmm. as of right now, I don't fully know what it is. Like I do, but also I don't. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it could be, like, as simple as, like, instead of time being a circle, which Zoss can, like, spin around all day, just, like, straighten it out and, like, um, come to some, like, peaceful universal end state that Mm -hmm. uh, involves, like, no more demiurges or some shit. Uh, when, When he says prison, it seems to imply, like, Oh, it's like the the universe is trapped in in this cycle and mm-hmm. it seems to be a bad thing uh, because universal wars happen and demiurges happen and Zoss like kicks off the whole thing by breaking into a throne mm-hmm. but I don't know I'm like a little bit skeptical of that read because that would mean he wants to like make a better world by giving ultimate power like literal divinity to an individual and like Mm -hmm. somehow that'll fix everything and you know more complex than that a lot deeper than that but that's why I still feel like I'm in I'm in the same boat as you like we need more information more like um m- more text on this before mm-hmm. we can get to the point of of being like oh this is like literally what he means um but yeah it could mean a lot of things yes the wheel is a lot of things, but also nothing, which is interesting. Um, I don't know. That last, like, he that masters the wheel cannot break it, I think yeah. is the one sentence that alludes mostly, like, the most to what does Zoss want? Uh-huh. Um, but... Especially because it comes right after relinquish your foolish delusions of control. You cling too much to victory. You cannot save her. Um, Mm -hmm. Because Zoss in clinging to victory in like trying to be like I can use my power to make the universe better uh, Mm -hmm. made the universe like worse and worse forever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like it just it inevitably spun towards ruin or something like that. I I just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I wish I understood the wheel more. Yeah, I I think that this is, is something that we are going to, like, right now, there's a lot that we can read into and a lot of uh, interpretation we can do given the, um, the 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 pages we have where characters talk about the wheel and what Zoss is doing and stuff like that so far, but I mm-hmm. it's not enough for a conclusion yet, and that makes me think that we're going to get some like deep dive into what this means, like explicitly in book five or potentially even like an alternate timeline or a different cycle or whatever that Zoss has been playing with before uh, in book 
five to give us some context of like okay well what is it that allison actually is here for what is she actually doing and why is she listening to this like Mm -hmm. dead guy i don't know like maybe book five zoss actually explains things um to allison but yeah, I think we'll have to wait until then to draw some... Maybe maybe this will be a two-parter, except in the very far future. <laughs> Zoss Part 2. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, we we definitely should revisit this, I think. I think it's going to become super important. Mm-hmm. But this definitely... Um, at least looking at all of Zoss's appearances like throughout the entire series, I think, has helped my understanding of like okay what is about to happen what does he want and like the whole everything he he says sounds so cryptic but then when you put it all together it does Mm -hmm. kind of make sense yeah it it still feels like that we're missing one or two puzzle pieces Mm -hmm. um and that's something i mean that, that that's what's great about the series not being done yet we we can we can say like ah this is like we're, we don't have to be frustrated about not having enough information because we we trust that abaddon's going to give us enough to be satisfied eventually because like that's that's mm-hmm. his job yes but until then i can have my cork board and prisons mm-hmm. and wheels and other theories yeah there's a lot there's a lot of of like little red threads I'm imagining you have that just like get pinned in this big question mark. <laughs> um, one last thing, uh, I want to talk a little bit about like why Zoss is here, like his role in the story as a weird kind of mentor figure, mm-hmm. like, but without any actual agency in the story which makes him a little bit different from like the Gandalf the Obi-Wan type of mentor figure that you would see in other um, in other series Mm -hmm. like I mean he definitely seems more like a spectator mm. to everything that's happening and then he'll show up and say a couple words um, rather than sort of like an active player even though in the past he was and he sort of kicked uh kicked everything off yeah um i i think i mentioned that this to you off mic before but he he's weird because he is more like a fact of the conflict and the nature of the universe than an actual agent in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, like an actual, like he's a character, but he's not alive. So so he, he mm-hmm. has limited um, influence over the stuff that's actually happening. Um, mm-hmm. Besides the fact that he's like trying to engineer it all or he tried to engineer it all depending on like your perspective on the time stuff um 
Yeah, and and that makes it kind of difficult to understand him as a character, I guess. Like mm-hmm. as as a like as someone operating on a like a literal and figurative level to provide meaning to the story, you know? Like mm-hmm. what Like I mean, I I think on on from one perspective you need a Zoss, right? You need this um this character to to throw Allison into this unfamiliar universe um and to to kind of like fuel this conflict right like if she didn't have mm-hmm. the key of kings or if she just found it or if it was just like Allison and her friends trying to survive the that this harsh multiverse um mm-hmm. I don't think the what whatever story comes out of that works as well um I maybe it has something to do with like Zoss Zoss's purpose is to like hmm I don't like that phrasing but like Zoss is kind of connected with the feeling that Allison has of having expectations for herself um, or mm-hmm. expectations that other people have set for her uh, and the a, a lot of the story is based around Allison like growing and changing and subverting those expectations or um, like understanding herself better and mm-hmm. uh, growing with those in mind um, but again it's kind of hard to say like oh and Zoss is like a characterization like a sorry personification of those expectations or like whatever else you would want to say because Zoss isn't a character he's he's like a a I mean he is a character I've 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 tried and failed to explain this before but he's not um he doesn't interact with Allison in the way that characters might interact uh he doesn't mm-hmm. um I mean he does though ah he talks to her. <laughs> He's like uh, a character with quotations around character. Yeah, maybe I'm not satisfied with that either. I don't. I don't know if I can. I, if I can explain this to the extent that um, would make me, would would make me feel like I'm making any sense. Um, mm-hmm. But all, all of all of his interactions with Allison are like internal. Um, mm-hmm. And thus his method of interacting with the story is, like, incredibly limited. Um, which, m- maybe that's another thing where, like, we'll come back to it after book five and be like, oh, Zoss, like, the, the, these are the, the, the ways in which he um, adds to the story. These are the ways that we can see him as a... Um, as like a symbolic force for Allison or like um, these are the levels of figurative language he's operating on or it can Mm -hmm. just be like these are the narrative devices that he like the narrative roles that he fulfills Um, right now I'm still not sure yeah it might be one of those like 
we'll find out in the when we get the final puzzle pieces that he was like masterminding or like sort of engineering all of this like mm-hmm. behind the scenes or like spinning the wheel to his like have different scenarios but um given what we know he is very confined in that he only talks with Allison and then sort of offers very vague advice mm-hmm. Like, advice also in quotations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you're uh, <clears throat> trying to say mm-hmm. uh, about how he's, like, a character, but he isn't a character. But it's yeah. very hard to articulate. <laughs> Same thing as, like, both alive and not alive. Correct. Well, one thing I do want to touch on... Um, that you brought to mind when you were talking about like uh, how his influence in the story has basically been like spinning the wheel uh, is that mm-hmm. like he he's not unambiguously good uh, mm-hmm. he's not necessarily infallible he may be omnipotent but like the, the one thing that I keep coming back to when I think about the things he's done and why he's doing them is, like, he fucked up Six Juggernaut Star, like, a lot. Um, most of yeah. the things that Six Juggernaut Star says are uh, kind of cryptic responses to... Or, not responses to, but, like condemnations of Zoss's actions and understandings of like what the wheel is um, mm-hmm. and, and having some of that like uh, not necessarily like fourth wall breaking but like knowledge that the or like meta knowledge of the universe mm-hmm. and, and now obviously Zoss isn't the only one to blame for uh, Six Not Stars like rage and self-hatred and like terrible things that they do but that is like the I don't know I I think that we need to see more from Zoss uh, additionally because he has kind of ruined Six Juggernaut Star's life mm-hmm. maybe we could do a, we should do a Six Juggernaut Star episode I think that would be so, sort of similar in what we did for Zoss. Um. Yeah, we we could. I don't know how much um, there is to say that we didn't go over in our book to reread. Um, That's true. I feel like we were like that one was was super good with Angel stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, especially with like the Zoss knowledge that we have now. I think it it, it would be interesting to like look at six sugar and I'll start with that um lens in mind like this is this, this is someone who is uh just like almost like in the lovecraft sense like exposed to too much knowledge and has gone mad because of it although like not exactly in the lovecraft sense but you know mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a lot more stuff than I expected. <laughs> we had a lot more to say about Zoss. Yeah, me too. Um, we had a lot more to say about Zoss than mm-hmm. I originally thought, but... Hopefully we'll see everything sort of fall into place. And I actually, you know what? I'm pretty sure that we'll see everything fall into place by book five. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, um, after what we just saw as like the, uh, the, the recent pages with, with, with White Chain are an example of how I feel like we can trust Abaddon to do a good job when it comes to setting up and paying off plot points and character mm. arcs and stuff. For sure. All right. Yeah, it's it's gonna be so much fun to edit this and listen to myself like ramble for five minutes about how Zoss is a, a different type of character um, than <laughs> like the other characters in this this book, uh, and not be able to explain that at all. All right. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. Uh, as always, it's it's a pleasure to record this um and what, what am i saying well, we, i have the little ending bit that i tack on to the end of the podcast i don't need to do shit i already did it <laughs> all right um yeah so um if traveler upon the road uh or upon the wheel um you happen to meet god kill him and then do it again in case of once isn't enough. Kill him with a capital D dead. Thanks again for listening. You can find us at twitter.com slash radiothrone. You can find Abaddon at twitter.com slash orbitaldropkick or patreon.com slash kill6billiondemons. Finally, you can find kill6billiondemons in its entirety at kill6billiondemons.com.